Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo liberties here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, and welcome back to the Bravo Papers Bravo Breaking News. I'm so glad you're back. I hope you liked the first episode. You know, this was something I wanted to try, something a little different. And I'm trying to expand the pod, get more listeners, get more followers, all that kind of good, good stuff. So thank you all. I cannot thank you all enough who are already here, listening, supporting, sending me the feedback, sending me all the love on Instagram, email, all that jazz. I, you know, it just means the world to me, really. And I know everyone says that, like, oh, it means the world to me. No, it really means the world to me. Like, it is great. You know, I'm a working mom. I don't talk about my personal stuff a lot. I like to keep my momming life and my job life separate. But, you know, this is like something I can do for myself, something I can do for me, something that, you know, I'm interested in that I like to think I'm good at. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but people say I'm good at it. So I like to think that. And it's like that little boost that we all need. You know, you get to a point in life where you just you want to be challenged. Right. And, and you know, podcasting has really been this whole new world. It's been challenging. It's been intimidating. And that's kind of good. You know, it's kind of good at this point for me personally, and maybe you can relate to this listening. It's good to have something new to really test yourself out, right? To really go up, learn something new and, you know, do stuff you never thought you could do before. So if there's something that you are thinking of right now that you've been wanting to do and try, I know this has nothing to do with Bravo, by the way, um, <laughs> you should do it. That's my advice to you, because so far I'm having a great time and everyone has been amazing. So you probably have already done this because you are the best, but all of you haven't because you are still the best, but just haven't done it yet. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You know, I I don't need you to send me money or anything like that. I need you to send me all the likes and the ratings and the reviews, right? That's the currency I'm looking for the likes, the shares, take a screenshot while you're listening to this podcast and share it to your Instagram story. I love that. Okay, all you got to do is tag at Bravo and Botox. You can also tag my Instagram for the podcast, which is at the Bravo Papers. Put it on your story. I will reshare it on my story. I will give it the little heart and send you all the love. Okay, all the love in the world because I love it. And that reminds me, if you haven't followed the Bravo Papers, my new podcast Instagram account, please follow because that's where I'm going to put a lot of the accompanying, you know, pictures, tweets, clips, videos that go with the news that I bring each week and with my deep dive Bravo Papers. So you don't want to miss out on any of that because sometimes seeing the visual is very important. 
right? When I posted the visuals for my Who is Raquel Levis um, deep dive episode one, people, you know, that was one of my most popular posts that weren't, that wasn't a Twitter roundup because people wanted to see those pictures of what I was talking about with the hair. Anyways, so definitely check it out. Um, You know, there's going to be updates on there as well. If I have announcements about when new episodes are coming, etc. All of that will be there. All right, so let's get right into it because honestly, we've got a lot of Bravo news to cover for this week. So it's Monday morning, it's Monday, June the 5th, and you are tackling a new week. We always dread it, right? The Mondays. But you know what? This is going to get you started right because instead of thinking about all the shit you got to do this week, I want you to just think about other people's problems. So let's start with Kim Zolciak, Beerman, soon to be just Kim Zolciak. So a new development in the divorce, and my lord, I feel like I'm going to be talking about this divorce every week because something keeps coming out. So here is an update. So by the way, important to note, this story I'm about to tell you, this happened prior to the divorce filing. Okay, so this happened before either person uh, filed for divorce. Okay, so the Atlanta police were called to Kim and Croy's home, and the police report is dated May the 4th. And the police report shows, which was obtained by page six, and the police report shows that uh, they were called to the home for a domestic dispute which we're not surprised in this situation. Um, Kim told the police when they got there that he had, and this is so Kim Zolciak, (laughs) by the way, that he had locked her designer purses, jewelry, and passport in a safe and hid the key. Okay. So that's, that's a little frightening. Um, And I don't necessarily mean that's frightening on his part. I just mean... Like, this has gotten serious. So does that mean she was going to take jewelry, take the purses, fly somewhere? Like, I don't like, what does that mean? Or is he just trying to hang on to valuable assets and stop her from going somewhere with them? I guess that's kind of the same thing. Either way, you know, things are getting pretty crazy in the Kim and Croy saga. Now... Croy said to the police that the items actually belong to both of them and that he's going to be selling them to pay their gambling debt. Their gambling debt is a lot. And the items totaled $175,000 U.S. approximately. Okay. So, you know, again, he's going with this gambling story, which... That's, you know, pretty consistent with what we've seen. Um, He also told the police at the time that they were probably going to be filing for divorce. And he also told the police, and this is the part that has made headlines and is the most interesting, is that Kim allegedly punched him in the back of the head during the argument. Now, he declined to press charges. um, But Croy did say to the police that he has a recording of the encounter. So 
I guess the police looked for signs of injury on Croy's head or whatever, and there was no visible signs of injury, which, I mean, I could see that. He has hair. And if she had just punched him, like, you might not be able to see anything. And it also depends on how hard she was able to hit him or if she was able to get at him or whatever. Anyways, point of the story is that he declined to press charges. Okay. However, the police report, since it's been obtained, and this is now, you know, in the media and people are hearing about it, that does not look good. So as the story unfolds more and more, it really does seem like the gambling is sort of the crux of all these issues, right? I am sure that there were other issues in the relationship, obviously, um, but it does seem like, you know, the gambling and the fact that the money maybe dried up is probably a big part of it. Okay. So let's move on to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills news. Just give me one sec. Sorry about that. I had to adjust my chair. It was all messed up. It's hurting my back. You know how it is. Okay. So Erica Jane. There's often something with Erica Jane, isn't there? So Erica Jane was photographed with a supposed date with a lawyer named, I think it's James Wilkes, or it could be Wilkes or Wilkies, sorry, I think it's Wilkes, uh, who is 72 years old, who's actually a friend of Erica's ex, Tom Girardi. Okay, now there's an Instagram pic of them together, not that she posted, but that was taken by news outlets, and now it's floating around Instagram. I am going to have it posted on the accompanying uh, Instagram post on at the Bravo Papers Instagram, and I'll put it on at Bravo and Botox as well, so you can see it. I mean, he looks much, much older, which obviously he is. He's 72. Um, now, the reason that this is kind of like, wow, is because, number one, because he was a friend of her ex, Tom Girardi, like a good friend. Secondly, he's much older and he's a lawyer. So people are like, oh, well, Erica's got a type, right? And thirdly, he was recently arrested. So I guess that also kind of fits under the type. Anyways, he was arrested for firing shots in an argument at his home after the woman he was arguing with allegedly hit him. Okay. So I don't know what came of that, but there was the story, you know, Tampa lawyer arrested after firing shots in home during argument record show. Now, he says that he shot the rounds into a bed and a wall to stop the argument with the woman who hit him, according to records. Anyways, um, he was charged, though, for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and misdemeanor battery. So maybe not the best guy. And maybe also kind of showing us that, you know, Erica Jane hasn't learned much <laughs> from her former experience. Now, Erica did come out. Um, Erica's team did say that they are not dating, that it was not a date, and that they're just friends. And then he, James Wilkes, I'm going to go with, he posted a picture on his Instagram with his wife 
and it's kind of a creepy picture. It's like the two of them look like they're lying down maybe in bed or something, and it's a close-up selfie of their faces, and it's black and white, and, you know, he's not wearing a shirt, and I don't know. It's There's something odd about their facial expressions. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. Anyways, I will post it. But the point is that, obviously, maybe he was out and didn't expect this to garner such media attention and now he's backpedaling okay or maybe it was you know a friendly quote-unquote outing you know they both know her ex that's possible right I don't think that's completely outside of the realm of possibility but time will tell um a little bit more we talked a little bit last week about Lisa Rinna responding to Andy saying that she quit and then kind of tried to take it back. Now, again, another news story that Lisa obviously put out saying that her mom came to her in a dream and told her to quit Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, Lisa, very convenient timing for this story, considering you know, the bad press she was getting just the week before with Andy saying that she quit and then kind of regretted it, right? So I don't know. It's obviously very sus, as the kids would say. Do I believe this? God, who knows? I mean, Brenna might believe it. <laughs> I think she could almost convince herself of anything. But I mean, my problem with Rinna is that she really thinks that the fans and the audience are stupid. She puts out the most obvious media stories, sells things to the press. She thinks no one knows. Like, even her putting this out, the timing was so suspect. And, you know, she if she put it out, she must have believed people would fall for it. So, anyways, that's one thing that's always driven me crazy about her. You'll have to excuse me. I'm going to have to stop and just, you know, take like a sip of my tea here. I'm recovering from the flu and it was mostly stomach, but I'm still like, oh, so if my voice is a little off and, you know, I'm not as with it as I usually am, it's because I'm not. (laughs) I'm still recovering. But I wanted to do the news because I don't want to miss a week and I am feeling better enough. So, Thank you, by the way, to everyone who sent me messages on Instagram, because I did post I was behind with my VPR Twitter roundups, and a lot of people sent really nice get well soon messages, and and that was really kind. All right, one more thing in relation to Beverly Hills. Brandy Glanville has announced that she will be starting an OnlyFans account. Okay, so on Saturday... She posted a picture of herself in just a towel, holding a glass of wine, and, oh, sorry, this, did I say Instagram? I meant Twitter, Um, although I think she posted it on Instagram as well, and then the caption says, let's play, with a little devil emoji, so, and then it had a link to her OnlyFans. Um, Now, the only reason that I even mention this, besides the fact that I mean, it's interesting, the timing, because a couple days ago, I think it was the same, not even a couple days ago, a few days ago, the same night as the VPR reunion part two aired, she started going on this Twitter tangent about the hypocrisy and 
you know, Sheena slept with her ex-husband and she's friends with girls who had an affair with her ex and on and on. Like, you know, this whole thing, which she already did that. Like when the Scandaval news broke, she already went on that Twitter rant. It was almost like she copy and pasted the same tweets and just made like slight changes. So it was very strange to me why she would be doing this because she even posted a couple weeks ago or more that she'd spoken to Sheena. Everything was cool. And, you know, that she didn't, I guess, okay, she recognizes the ways in which the situations are different. But then now she goes back and it's like she has amnesia, like she doesn't even remember anything that she said. She's literally posting the same thing about it being hypocritical and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and I was so confused by, I'm like, why is she doing this? And then two days later, OnlyFans announcement. So that's why. She was reminding people, hey, I'm here. I'm Brandy. Remember me? I was on the show all this kind of stuff, right? Give me some media attention and then announce OnlyFans. Makes sense. All right. We see you, Brandy. Um, Another, this is, in my opinion, the craziest story of the week. And that is Shannon Bedore of the Real Housewives of Orange County, who probably went through the messiest, most toxic divorce in Bravo history, Maybe not the messiest, most toxic, but I would say in the top three. Okay, the messiest was probably Taylor Armstrong on Beverly Hills. But Shannon's up there, okay? So her divorce from David Bedore played out in almost too real of a way on OC, if you remember. And she, we know she frequents The Quiet Woman, which is like a bar in the OC. So she posted a picture and wrote, you never know who you might run into at The Quiet Woman. And it's a selfie of her and David Bedore. Like, my God. These two cannot speak. They've not been able to interact or co-parent or anything. I mean, their kids are older, so that's one benefit, I guess. But it's crazy for them to have a selfie together is nuts like these two hated each other like two people I've never seen before especially David towards her now this is making people question like oh is David on the rocks with his new wife right because I don't know if you remember but a few months back his ex or no his current wife who was one that he pretty much started dating like right away and probably overlapped with Shannon I believe there was some overlap. Um, she posted that, you know, they're filing for divorce or something like that. Um, and word was that they were filing for divorce. And then literally a few days later, they were like, no, we're together and we're happy. And they posted a selfie together. So everyone was confused. So now people are like, oh, okay. So does that mean he's having issues with the ex and he's trying to annoy her? I mean, I don't know if it's that deep. I think maybe he just ran into Shannon and they it's been so many years and so long. You know, he's remarried. He has a kid with the new wife. Shannon has been in more than one relationship and or no, maybe only the one. But, you know, Shannon's been in a serious relationship and has been through another breakup. And 
I think Shannon might even have a new guy. I need to double check. But either way, a lot has happened. Maybe they've just kind of, you know, they saw each other and they were like, screw it. Like, you know, water under the bridge. Is that possible? I really don't know. Sometimes I also think when you get older, some people are like, life is too short. Not that they're like on their deathbed. I'm not saying that. But, you know, sometimes after years have passed and you've been through a lot, you just kind of, you can move on easier. It's funny because, you know, Tamara commented, Vicky commented, and they're like, oh my God, right? <laughs> um, but the funniest one is that one of Shannon's daughters commented and wrote jump scare, which that is hilarious to me. So, yet to be seen <laughs> what will come of this. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll have a less contentious ex husband and wife relationship, which would be a good thing for their kids, right? All right, what else do we have on the docket today? Okay, let's talk a little bit about just this is just a very quick one. Um, and then I'm going to get to Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. But they are filming Real Housewives of Dubai. It has been picked up for a second season. If you don't watch it, I recommend that you do. I do Twitter roundups for it. And, well, I'm going to, I mean, and it's very entertaining. And I think the second season is when it's really going to get its legs. Um, the other good thing I like about it is that a lot of the women are actually friends and have relationships, which is which is nice. Um, now, if you do watch the show or you know anything about it, Chanel Ion and Caroline Stanbury have always had a very contentious relationship and they were not feeling each other, to say the least, season one. Now, they're like the enemies of the show, but they posted a selfie together, well, Caroline did, and the caption was, hell froze over, which is interesting. So I feel like there are some friendship dynamics, some relationship dynamics that are changing. So I do think it's going to be an interesting second season. I've also heard kind of word on the street that Chanel and Lessa are not friends. I'm not sure if it's pronounced Lessa or Lisa. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, but my apologies. But I have heard rumors because they were like besties forever. So I've heard rumors that they're not friends anymore. So, you know, things are shifting. So we shall see. All right, let's move on to our favorite topic, <laughs> at least many people's favorite, Vanderpump Rules. There's, you know, I don't think a week goes by without Vanderpump Rules news. And the news this week is, you know, a little bit less hot than usual, but that's to be expected. The season is coming to an end. And I do think that a lot of us need a break. From Scandaval, you know, when it started, I was like, I cannot get enough of this. But now that we're like, ugh, God, eight years in or whatever we are, <laughs> um, I'm I'm feeling like I could use a break, really. So, Tom Sandoval was photographed on a plane with his phone showing, like he's holding it, like he's talking on speakerphone, and you can see the contact that he's speaking to is Raquel Levis. So somebody took a picture and it's been floating around social media and it's kind of like, was he really talking to her? Did he set this up? 
this to me feels a little setup-y because if he's trying to kind of hide who he's talking to, like he's like holding his phone out so that like anyone walking down the plane aisle would be able to see. So it just seems like he's looking for attention. Do I think it's like part of some bigger conspiracy? No, I just think it's part of Sandoval loving attention. And I think he likes to keep the audience guessing. Is he with Raquel? Is he not with Raquel? Whatever, right? So who knows? I do think that they still have some type of relationship. I don't know what it is, but obviously there is some type of relationship happening, whether that phone call was fake or not. All right. Another thing is that we learned that Ariana has been getting around 200K per deal post Scandaval. So she's really raking it in and she should. Okay. She needs to strike while the iron is hot because some people are like, I don't know. I've heard some people be like, oh, they're annoyed with how much she's been doing, but like she's got to do it now. It's now or never. Right. And she's been locked in with this guy financially. He's taken out loans against the mortgage. As far as I know, I believe that's what they said on the show. So she wants to get out of that, get her own place open a business, stand on her own two feet, then yeah, make as much as you can now because it's going to dry up. That's just real. And reality TV is like, you just never know, right? A show can be, you know, all these Bravo shows, at least the longstanding ones, they all have hills and valleys, right? They all have those seasons where they are on fire and then they kind of go down for a bit and then they go back up. And when they have their downs, you know, you don't always know if they're going to come out of the downs. So, you know, she's probably realistic that Vanderpump Rules isn't going to last forever. So it's time to do something sustainable and bank away what you can. Um, another cool thing. This is just kind of a feel good story. Ariana and Sheena got to throw out the first pit pitch at the Padres game which I thought was so cute they had their own like customized baseball jerseys and they both looked really nervous and um, Sheena did like a little Instagram video so I loved it I thought it was adorable all right we gotta talk about Summer House okay because my god (laughs) okay this Summer House season was like meh but the reunion is like Wow. Um, And you know what it made me think of was season nine of Vanderpump Rules, because I remember watching season nine of Vanderpump Rules and I was still doing my Twitter roundups, you know, like a good faithful Vanderpump Rules fan, even though not that many people were into it. Um, And I remember watching the reunion and one of the tweets that I posted in a Twitter roundup was like, Something to do with, like, the season sucked, but the reunion is, like, fire, right? Because the reunion of Vanderpump was, like, when Raquel announced she was had broken up with James and just, like, all this stuff came out, you know, Randall and Lala, and it was just, like, a crazy reunion, but the season was not that great. So this is how I feel about this one, and I'm kind of feeling, like, is Summer House going to come into, like, some kind of renaissance, like the way that Vanderpump Rules did, because this reunion has been really good. So I don't know. Watch for next season of Summer House. I have a feeling that there are things 
and you heard it here first, maybe brewing under the surface that we might get to hear about. I don't know. So let's see. But in the reunion part one, and this is the part that that is not like a recap, but there is news here. Paige, you know, is all being a hater as usual. Um, And she goes on about how Lindsay and Carl are so fake and whatever. Now, she's asked for an example of them being fake. I believe either Lindsay or Andy, I can't remember, ask her. And she says, well, for example, their engagement. There's no way that People magazine will be out there on a Sunday night to capture it, evening, whatever, in time to capture it. And, you know, she's like, I know how People magazine works. And, well, it turns out she doesn't because... (laughs) Uh, Dave Quinn, who works for People Magazine and apparently covered this story, actually tweeted in response to them. So on Twitter, he refutes this. And this is what he said. I'm going to read his tweets. So somebody asked, somebody wrote at Nine Daves, that's his um, Twitter handle, is, the, is there any truth to what Paige said? And he said, not at all. A rep from the network called and asked people to run a story because Lindsay and Carl were celebrating in a public space where plenty of people could see them. Bravo worried the news would be leaked, likely by those people or by their co-stars. So I wrote fast. So he actually wrote the story. Perhaps Paige doesn't, in fact, know how People magazine works, but I'm happy to fill her in anytime she wants. I mean, ouch. (laughs) That is... Paige got told. Um, So she has not responded, as far as I know, to this. Uh, But, you know, Andy was kind of like, so them like having a picture and people like, how does that make them a fake couple? Right. So Andy was kind of even questioning that even on the spot. So, you know, Dave Quinn just kind of confirmed that. So that's one loss for Paige there. Um, Now, she kind of had another loss, too, because she also claimed that Lindsay is the one who leaked the quote unquote fake story about Craig getting kicked out of Kyle and Amanda's wedding, which she denies, obviously. So Paige says that didn't even happen, which I do not believe for one second. Um, First of all, I was questioning this while I was watching the reunion because I'm thinking, well, there's a ton of people there. Carl and Lindsay had left, so they didn't even see it, but they admit that they heard about it. And they even say, everyone heard about it. Like somebody told me, I told them, and so on and so on, right? So a lot of people heard about it. On top of that, I remember when the wedding happened and when that story leaked, like it was flying all over the place. I, It started with Bravo historian at Bravo historian Sam and she's the one who actually wrote the article about Craig getting kicked out now she actually posted and the article was Craig Conover was kicked out of Amanda and Kyle's wedding sources claim I mean there were so many people at this wedding I don't know it just it's not adding up and so she posted that on her story And she, Bravo Historian, said, being that I'm the person that wrote this, I have so much to say. Now, that being said, she has never followed up on this, which is 
you know, we wish that she would. <laughs> but anyway, she hasn't followed up on it, but it seems to be implying that, you know, it's not Lindsay and Carl, or at least that she maybe heard this from other sources besides them, because it does say sources claim. So that implies that there's multiple. So it's weird that Paige would make that claim when she when we know that Bravo historian wrote that. However, you know, unless she just meant that Lindsay is the source, but I I don't know. I doubt it. Okay, so that's a couple things about Summer House. Um, we do have some updates as well from the world of Real Housewives of Miami and the divorce of Lisa and Lenny. Reports are that there was a little sort of domestic incident between the two of them. And okay, basically a story was put out and this is Lenny's version. And then I'm going to tell Lisa's version. And for the record, I believe Lisa. But <laughs> Lenny says that Lisa ran out of their combined bathroom and surprised him with a verbal tirade, pushed him and then followed him while yelling. That's Lenny's story. Lisa says that he entered her bedroom without consent. She wasn't done getting dressed, so she was changing. He refused to leave and was calling her names and taunting her in front of the children. So the police were called. And Lisa also notes that Lenny has had a history of the cops being called on him. So yes, this divorce is still kind of dragging along and it is getting you know, dirtier and dirtier, same as Kim and Croy. I mean, what we need is for this man needs to leave the house, right? He left her for this 25-year-old or what, whoever she is. And, you know, clearly he's got lots of money to give to this new girl to buy her gifts and whatever he's doing. It's time for him to get out of the house and if he wants Lisa to be the main caretaker of his children, then yeah, they should have the house, right? He can get himself a new place. Now, I'm not sure if he's only in there sometimes or maybe he came to get some stuff and I'm not sure exactly what the situation is. But I mean, we got the impression last season that he wants her to leave, which to me seems crazy. But, I mean, people might disagree, but that's my opinion. Anyways, <laughs> and hopefully you are here because you like to get a little opinion with your news, too. All right. Last thing we're going to talk about is the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So, Teresa Judice was served with a $17,000 tax lien. Now, this $17,000 tax lien is new. Um, but you might be also seeing other things in headlines about her having owing like a million or something in taxes. So let me explain. Basically, what her lawyer said was she has had tax obligations for years and that she's been making timely payments. OK, she still owes around a million. OK, and she's been consistently making payments. And this is not new information, the, the one million dollar but the $17,000 tax lien is new. She knows about it and is making payments on it, according to the lawyer. So that's really it. It's not, you know, the most exciting thing. Um, but at the end of the day, 
is she the first real housewife or Bravo celebrity with unpaid tax issues? No, <laughs> definitely not. However, since her and Joe Judice went to prison for what for their what was it? Was it mortgage fraud? I'm trying to remember the exact charge it was. I think that was it. Um, you know, obviously, when she has unpaid taxes, etc., it's going to be it's going to get more media attention. It just is right. That's kind of part of having that sort of history, even after you've paid your time, right? You, people are going to look at you sideways more, right? So she is apparently making payments on it. I'm glad she's aware of it and that she's making payments because I would be very sad for her if she got into the same situation she was in before. And I think a lot of people worry about that. You know, even people who don't like her, say they don't trust Louie. And I think a lot of it comes from her past, right? Like we worry, you know, she did go through a lot. She missed time with her mom who who passed away. You know, she missed time with her daughters as a mom. Like, I, you know, I always felt sad about that. But now that I have a daughter, like my daughter's six years old. And like, now that I have one, I just am like, it makes me sick to my stomach to even think about having to have been away from her for like a year or 15 months or whatever like I'd be devastated so I think people worry about that you know and I don't think people see Teresa as being like the most savvy financial housewife obviously so you know hopefully she has the right people guiding her and that she you know does what the government says make your payments so Teresa you know we're rooting for you so that you do the right thing and you keep making those payments girl all right. Oh, yes. One last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up today is that I don't usually cover below deck stuff because I don't really watch it. But my husband loves it and he watches like every below deck that there is. Um, so I do kind of keep up just with the news because, to be honest, I'll just update him. Um, but Captain Lee has not been invited back for season 11 of Below Deck. He confirmed this on Twitter. OK, so he actually said and his tweet says, I wasn't invited back which doesn't mean I'm done. It means I wasn't asked to be on season 11. Okay. Now, the person who tweeted him kind of had a lot of questions that remain unanswered, like what's happening? Nobody's explaining everything. It's frustrating. We love you. The audience loves you. Why can't we have you back? So obviously there is something that has yet to be uncovered for the audience. I don't know what it is, but I will keep watching this story and provide you with any updates possible. Okay. So that is your Bravo news for Monday, June 5th. I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope you feel like you are up to date on everything Bravo. So please join me next week, next Monday. I will be back Monday, June 12th with even more Bravo news because you know that there is news every single week, okay? But for now, you are in the know for everything when it comes to Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. 
And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.